You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, Asbury. It's been a while I said that. Um, well, when I was asked to speak in chapel, um, I couldn't help myself but go down memory lane. Um, so I'm Marcus Rickson, class of 2014, the Illuminated class. And uh, thank you to Jay, uh, Lisa, and Taylor from the Alumni Association to let me come and lead you guys in chapel. So going down memory lane, one of the first things I did was, you know, go through my social media feed to see what it was like to be at Asbury. So uh, if you guys would take a moment with me to go through that. All right. That's my tag group right there. Uh, Landed, as you can see, we're real fresh. they soon became family and my core group of friends here my freshman year. Um, I lived on 3rd Main in Johnson, the zoo. And coming in as a freshman, one of the initiations for a, for a guy at the zoo was you had to chug six bottles of warm L8. And yours truly won that contest. So I had the honor of holding that, that trophy in my room, which we had no space for, for a year. It was great. Um, I was in a band uh, with a couple of guys. As you can see, we look real cool and rockerish. Uh, we played music from freshman year all the way to a senior year, and eventually had six fans. Um, they did buy some merch. It was handwritten stuff. It was great. Um, while on campus, I had many jobs, uh, but mostly dur- during the summer, I worked at, at the fist plant up the hill. And I know a couple of my fist plant family members are here, so thank you for being here. Uh, I was the assistant carpenter for a couple of years, and then I did HVAC. So what I'm saying is, if there's a filter on this campus, I have changed it. Every filter, any crawl space, to the little numbers on your seats, I was the one that did it uh, a couple of years ago. So uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Oh. Um, I had a radio show called The Bassmasters. Um, we had a play on the word bass because our professor didn't like it. So uh, instead of calling it bass, uh, we did a lot of community building events like Valentine's Day special on the radio. And we invited um, couples that were high school sweethearts till two days of dating. And then the, the campus boy band to play live. Uh, we have one in three success rate of couples that were on that show. Yes, uh, Professor Barry Blair, a local celebrity. I don't know if any of you know that, but he got a parking ticket while we were on the air. So I went back into the station and rallied up the troops, and we got that parking ticket taken care of for him. Uh, what else? Did we... Back to the jobs. Uh, Landed up going to Sochi, Russia with a group of Asbarians right there and uh, worked the figure skating and speed skating uh, with, with a team uh, from Canada and Russia. Uh, got to run out on the ice. We weren't allowed to, but I did it. Uh, here's another, um, the kiss and cry, that's where you get your results. Uh, so I got bad results. 
And then finally, right here, um, Pride and Joy, we, uh, me and my buddy Chad right there accidentally landed up photobombing the medal ceremony. So any pictures that these skaters have, there's my head right there in the back. And uh, yeah, it was a proud moment for Asbury alums all over the world. High Bridge, uh, we love that. Is that still around? Yes, it's amazing. Uh, what else do we have? Back to um, my jobs. During the regular semester, Asbury has a phoning program. I don't know if you guys still have that, where we would call alums and raise funds for the universities and scholarships. So uh, that was the first group of phoners when I was a freshman. And that sign supposed to say, thank you, alums, but we never got to that. So the sign just says E-S-T. I don't know why. And then we're holding bananas as phones because someone thought that's a good idea. Uh, as a phoner, I was really good at it, you know, because I'm Indian. Uh, uh, that's where I landed up meeting my wife, Abby, uh, because she was a caller the next year after I phoned. Uh, so scandalous. Um, after that year, we had to sign waivers that you can't, you can't date your manager on campus. So that was because of me. Uh, what else do we have? Finally, um, these are our Asbury friends that we've kept up with since we've graduated. And as you see from the top, left all the way to the right and the bottom, our families have grown. Every Labor Day, no matter what, we always get together. So I encourage you guys, as you build your friendships, pick a date every year, meet up. And so that was my uh, Asbury experience in a nutshell. Um, and uh, that was fun for me to go down memory lane, especially the fist plan people. I'm sure you enjoy that. Um, as I said, um, I'm married to my wife, Abby, who uh, was a math major here at Asbury. Uh, she's beautiful. Best thing. Uh, best thing. Uh, hey, buddy. And before my next picture, this is, uh, well, this picture right here is amazing. We've been married for six years. Ten people in that picture are all Asbury alums. I love it. Um, and that is our little boy, Elliot. Um, he's super cute. Uh, let's see. You remember that rock band that I was a part of? As Abby showed up with a t-shirt that said, I heart Marcus and sealed the deal that day. So uh, yeah, that was great. All right, that was fun. Um, Abby um, taught high school in Nashville. She, uh, she taught, taught math for four years and uh, now is home with our son Elliot and runs a custom cookie business where I own and run Rickson Entertainment Group. It's an artist management group in Nashville that, where we manage artists from platinum selling to somebody that's just ready to break into the music industry. I know some of you all sitting in this room are like, okay, dude, how did you figure all of this out with all the craziness that you were doing on campus? Um, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But to give you a little more of my background and where I come from and how I grew up, I have this little video if you guys could watch this.
help us. I was able to get a sponsor and that's how I landed up even going to a school. How did your parents feel about that when that happened? That's probably one of the biggest blessings they've ever had because they couldn't provide for me a life that they wanted to, but here's someone interjected and came in and partnered with them. At some point, you had a dream to be involved in music. Tell me about how that came about and what your thoughts were. For some reason, music's always been on my heart. At home, we didn't have a television. We have a little radio, so I would come home, mom would be playing some kind of whatever the radio played, and that just was so cool to me. It was around the eighth grade, and I remember being like, I want to be a part of the music industry. I don't know how, I want to figure a way where I'm able to be a part of the industry and shape the future of music. Explain to me how it was you came through high school with this dream, and then you end up becoming a Christian artist manager. I was able to apply to a college in Kentucky, got scholarship, and then I was able to pay my way through college by working. Next thing you knew, I hitchhiked with a couple of my friends to Nashville. I, I uh, volunteered my time to help artists with road and sound and concert. And next thing you knew, people wanted to hire me to be a part of their team. And now I've entered into a season where I manage artists' careers. With us in the room today is your wife, Abby. And she's about two weeks away from having your first child, a boy by the name of Elliot. You ever thought about how different his life is going to be than yours? Every morning I wake up and I pray, I'm like, how blessed I am right now and how blessed me and my wife have been to have the opportunity to provide that life for Elliot when he comes into the world. I am where I am because people have loved on me and have loved on my family where I'm now able to not only take care of my wife and my child, but be a resource to my mom, my dad, my sisters, and my friends, where I'm able to stretch my arm out and pull them with me. I want to go help the next kid. I want to pass on the baton. If you could give a word of encouragement as if you're reaching out to your sponsor, what would you say in terms of the value of sponsorship? I felt like I had a friend in a different part of the world that actually cared for me and my family. And now where I am, I, I could see how important it is. They're not just changing the child's life, they're changing the life of the whole family and the generations to come after that. It's not sponsoring a kid, it's sponsoring a generation. Me now knowing that someone believed in me and believed in my dream, that person is a blessing from God for me. But them doing that is what Jesus would do. The only reason I sit here and talk to you is because I'm the product of love. Someone took that step of faith and said, I'm gonna sponsor a kid today. By doing that, 
it changed my life. It changed my heart towards sponsorship to where I want to now in turn sponsor kids. And I have the opportunity to do that. Marcus, um, your sponsors are downstairs and they've been watching this interview. Would you like to meet them? Yes. They'll be coming up the stairs in just a moment here. Marcus, I'd like you to meet David and Regina Wilkes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You guys have been, you've been a, my family. You, you've been part of my family. We love you. That video gets me every time. 14 years, Dave and Regina sponsored me. Uh, so as the video says, my family didn't come from much. Matter of fact, we had really little. A house was 12 feet by six feet wide. My mom and dad slept on the floor and me and my sister shared my bed. But one child decided to step in the gap and give me a shot at um, I'll have more information about this later to share with you, but for now, um, I, I had a dream of being in the music industry, and I didn't know how and how I was going to do this, and God provided a way. After graduating out of high school, there were no programs in India that let me do what I did. I graduated Asbury as a media communications with an emphasis in audio production. So back in India, while I finished high school, uh, I, I looked out for a job, and you know, my first job out of high school was working for Dish Network, because why not? So I was the guy that called, called you guys. Uh, I stayed awake from 10 o'clock at night till 8 a.m. In, in India, and I would be the guy calling, hey, this is Marcus calling from Dish Network. Uh, we have a special offer. It's $29.99, two-room DVR. Uh, so I still remember that speech I said so many times. Gosh. So naturally, when I saw the call center application here in Asbury, I was like, huh, piece of cake. Uh, while I graduated high school, my dad ran into an Asbury alum and had come to the States to, to visit with him. And they were driving by Wilmore, and they saw the new media building being built. My, my dad ran into then-president Dr. Gray and uh, the dean of media communications, Dr. Owens, and they told him all about the program. And he was like, that's exactly what my son wants to do. So. Uh, in a whirlwind of stuff, I got accepted to Asbury. Um, I bought a plane ticket seven days before I could leave India. 
I'd never been out of the country. I've never been on a plane. And uh, I showed up to Wilmore. And let me tell you, it's a little culture shock for a kid that grew up in a city of 16 million people to come here and be like, where are the people? And why does everything shut down at 8 o'clock? I'm hungry. Let's go. Um, because I was used to seeing what, what the movies showed on television. You know, I, I'm used to watching what Chicago looked like, what New York looked like. And we are not in Chicago or New York. Uh, that being said, I was out of high school for, for two years. So going back to classes was a big change for me. Even sitting down to study was, was hard enough. So I apologize to any of my professors that are here or watching online. It was a rough first semester. But in all of that, I did not lose my aim or my goal, which was to get into music. Um, so I took all my media classes and all my sound classes and volunteered at the radio station. I volunteered if there was... Uh, an event down the street that was a birthday party. I DJed it. Uh, I DJed tens of Asbury weddings. I did whatever it took for me to get my hands into production and gear and learn. Junior year approached, and one of the requirements, like many of you, uh, was I needed an internship. And um, I knew that I wanted my internship in Nashville because that's where I felt God was leading me. But no matter what I did, where I reached out, I just wouldn't hear back from anybody. I knocked on every record label, every recording studio, and just nothing. I was this close to giving up when I got a call from a studio called Blackbird Recording Studios, and they decided uh, to give me an interview. So uh, back then, let's see, all I had was this motorcycle. Uh, which I saved 600 bucks during my sophomore year and bought this thing. And a lot of my fist plan family helped fix it up with me, but it's, it's a money pit. That's what my wife calls it. Uh, um, so I had to ask a couple of my friends here, be like, hey, guys, would you drive me down to Nashville? And they did. And I landed working at Blackbird Recording Studios that is owned by Martina McBride and John McBride. So I worked there for about eight months and worked with everybody from Dolly Parton to Kesha to the Doobie Brothers to you name, Tim McGraw. And it was probably one of, one of the best times in my life. And this was all before I graduated. This, um, I graduated the December of 2014 it was an extra semester because why not? Asbury is so much fun. Uh, during my final semester, I landed up getting a job with a Christian band called Unspoken. They were just starting off, but they had uh, a record deal and they had a management and all these people behind them that were so going to support them. And so they called me and were like, hey, I know you're going to school for sound, but we bought a bunch of lights and uh, we need someone to run some lights. So my final semester at Asbury, I would go to classes from Monday to Wednesday, drive up to Nashville Wednesday night, get on a tour bus, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, get off a tour bus Monday morning, drive to chapel, and did it all over again the whole semester, running lights. Not something I was going to school for, but I knew that was my shot. A couple of months later, after I graduated, me and my wife, Abby, got married and moved to Nashville. 
And at this point in time, Unspoken's management had connected me with all these other artists and all these other management companies, and they started hiring me for other artists. In, in all that time, I landed up being a sound guy, a lighting guy, a merch guy, a bus driver, a case pusher, a coffee guy. I did it all. And during that time, there was an artist named Mark Schultz, which is a platinum selling artist, said, hey man, I think you need to get into the office and help me with my career. So he introduced me to his management team that eventually I worked with the best of the best in the Christian music space to a point where in February of 2019, I started my own company, Rickson Entertainment Group. Two years into the company, we've had sold millions of records, multiple platinum selling artists, and even in all the craziness of COVID, me and my team, we were able to win five, five Dove Awards, which is equivalent to the Grammys in the Christian space. A perk of being COVID, the, the event was virtual, so I got to get mine from my biggest fan right there. Nothing in my journey has, has, was easy, and none of it would have been possible without God and without the people that poured into me. I got on a plane and moved here to the States 12 years ago with $60 in my pocket and a dream. And this was two years ago where I was officially a, a U.S. citizen, and that was the judge that, that announced that to the world. Um, if he, uh, Thessalonians 1, 517 says, break continually, and that's what I did. I embraced the place I was in, and I embraced the people around me, and I learned to thrive in that. Nothing in my journey would have been possible without hard work. There was no, no secret sauce. It was just hard work, time, and being willing to do what it took. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for humans. Again, nothing in my journey came easy. I did what I needed to do to, to achieve my dreams. And I know a lot of you sitting in this room right now are thinking about this and the time at where we are with these empty seats, and you're like, this is different. And I understand that. And I want you to know if I could do it and I wasn't built for, for success and where I came from and God just decided to take his finger and just come down on me and bless me. And I've taken that journey along my way. And I've, and I've just want to share love. And so... Uh, I know you guys saw, saw the story of one child. That was another part of my journey where Dave and Regina decided to help a kid, and that kid was me. And I never forget that. And to this point that today, um, this was two years ago when I was in South Dakota, I shared, shared my story. And one of the best things I did was sharing my story. That day, we had 164 kids being sponsored, 164. I know in the room this size, between all of you sitting here and the people watching online, 
there's a lot of you that have done something like this that have helped somebody like me in need. And I just want to take the time and say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, my sister, my best friend, people that I grew up around me um, were impacted by things like that. So thank you. And for you, for you young alums, you can achieve your dreams. You, can, you were built for success. And God can make that happen. Put it in his hands. If, if any of you are interested in learning more about One Child, just look, look me up at onechild.org, get involved, slash Marcus, or you can pull your phones out and just scan that barcode, and it'll take you to One Child's page. Um, I'm going to lead us in prayer. Lord, we just come to you with our dreams. We just come to you with our passions, and we just lay it at your feet, Lord. I've always had this prayer of just take my life and use it. And I pray that prayer for every single person in this room and watching online today. Take our lives and use it, Lord. Not for us, but for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Find me on social media, Marcus Rickson. I'm going to be around. Feel free to come up, say hello. Me and my wife, Abby, are here. If you have more questions, I would love to connect with you guys. Thank you so much.